Julie Ryan, noted psychic and medical intuitive, is ready to answer your personal questions, even those you never knew you could ask. For more than 25 years, as she developed and refined her intuitive skills, Julie used her knowledge as a successful inventor and businesswoman to help others. Now, she wants to help you to grow, heal, and get the answers you've been longing to hear. Do you have a question for someone who's transitioned? Do you have a medical issue? What about your pet's health or behavior? Perhaps you have a loved one who's close to death and you'd like to know what's happening. Are you on the path to fulfill your life's purpose? No matter where you are in the world, take a journey to the other side and ask Julie Ryan. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. I'm so delighted you could join us this week. My intention in doing this show is to provide information, insight, and comfort to people all around the world by helping to answer life's unanswerable questions. We got a whole bunch of callers tonight, but quick update. Just flew back from Los Angeles last night. Tim and I did, my husband and I, because we were out there with our son, Jonathan, whose birthday was Monday. So we were with his majesty, as I like to call him, celebrating his birthday, had a ball out there. And there were several really magical things that happened on our trip. So I'm going to tell you about them as we go through the show tonight. And I think you'll get a kick out of hearing them. So hang in there with us because I'll, I'll have some fun stories for you about our trip. But first, let's just go to the phones. Looks like our first caller is Patty. Hi, Patty. Hi, can I talk? Yes, ma'am. How are you? I'm okay somewhat. Uh, Patty from Queens. So this morning, it, today's my payday. So I take my bike and I go to the bank and I go various uh, errands throughout the stores, you know, various stores in my neighborhood. So um, I, ride, I like to ride my bike in the sidewalk and I try to avoid pedestrians. So what I did is I was trying to avoid somebody and like I had to get my foot off my the pedal so I can walk with the bike. So that's what I do. So I walk ride or walk with the bike. So accidentally my foot stayed on the pedal. I was trying to get off and I fell and I fell. I hit my back and my leg. But then um I got up. I was fine. I wasn't dizzy or anything. Um, and then I went to, uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken because I wanted to get the coleslaw. And then I went to bakery to get, um, my, uh, Italian heroes. Right. I'm just concerned right now. Uh, I keep thinking that I break my back and I keep thinking, but if I break my back, wouldn't I be in more pain? Uh, but I know my ankle is hurting me. My leg is hurting me, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I will survive. Okay. I'm not in that bad of shape. But it just made me reminded me of my sister-in-law's father, ninety in his nineties, two years ago, fell off his the Peloton where he lives in a senior, um, what is that, the com- a, a senior community area, and he broke his back, and I, that's what I'm thinking. I'm trying not to project that to the universe, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, how much pain? How much pain are you in? Between one and ten. One. Oh, Patty, for heaven's sake, girl, there's no reason to be a drama queen here. Let me get you on my radar and we'll see what's going on. All right. So I think that's great that you're not in more pain. My goodness. Sounds like you did a number. 
fallen off your bike trying to get off of it. But here we go. For those of you that are first time listeners, let me explain what I'm doing. I raised my vibrational level. I'm going to watch a laser beam come from my body here in Birmingham, Alabama. It's going to hook into Miss Patty in Queens in New York. And then I'm going to have a hologram of her in my mind's eye. And then a healing will begin. And I'm going to be really descriptive, Patty, you know this, I'm going to be really descriptive of the healing because I want you to envision what I'm seeing because it'll help integrate the healing into your body. So here we go. Here comes my laser beam from sweet home, Alabama, heading up to you in New York. All right, got you shooting energy. Okay. So I'm watching a chiropractic adjustment happen. You're a bit of a twisted sister. So I'm I'm watching a chiropractic adjustment happen to get your spine straightened out. You're twisted a little bit to the left. I don't know which side you fell on, but I got that going on. You fell on the left, so that would make sense. So I'm straightening that out. And then let's just do another healing on your spine too, in addition to the chiropractic adjustment. Imagine, Patty, that there are two rods on either side of your spine and imagine that your spine's being heated and so the rod on the right is stationary the one on the left is moving very slowly towards the right and it's straightening out your spine once it gets into the right position it goes into this little groove thing that reminds me of a groove on a sliding glass door or going out to a patio or a deck or a porch or something so that's in place. And then it gets lasered again to solidify it. Kind of reminds me of how a potter needs clay to mold, needs it to be soft. And then when they're done making their creation, they fire it so that it'll be solid. So I'm watching that. I want to check your head and then I'll check your ankle. So going up into your head and seeing what. So you're going to have a bruise on the back of your head, it looks like to me. Did you hit your head on the sidewalk? No. Do you remember? No? Okay. I see a I see a bruise forming on the back of your head. So don't be surprised if it feels a little tender. Sometimes that will probably when I when I bump because I fell on my butt. Yeah. You know, that's what happened. So I'll check I'll check I'll check your bum here in a second. Going down to your ankle. So the energy went to your left ankle first. Is that the one that hurts? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Watching that get adjusted. And that that's probably going to be bruised too. I don't really even see, it doesn't even look like you're scraped up much. Like, God protected me. God protected you. I don't see any road burn. Like if you fell off of a motorcycle or anything like that, I think you're going to be just fine. I would go, I would consider going to see a chiropractor though, Patty, because just tell them you need a full body adjustment, tell them what happened and they'll get you all lined up with that. It already happened energetically, but it'll, it'll help on the human side. I just was concerned because every time when you hear stories about you break your back, a piece of the bone could go into your lungs and cause, you know, ah. I'm a drama queen. I'm a drama queen. I know that. I know. But I'm so, I always, I, the back of my head, I already know because a lot of times I have high blood pressure and I can feel the back of my head, you know, like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's definitely, it looks like you hit the back of your head. That's why I asked. I think you're going to get a bruise. But use your imagination to envision yourself 
healed instead of using your imagination to envision stuff you don't want to happen. That's so, true, but do that. You only okay. you only you only attract negativity. And that's why people say you don't you don't do creative visualization and don't worry about somebody being sick because I read this, you can actually cause somebody to be sick because you're so worried about them, you send that energy to them to be sick. So you should send your own energy to yourself to be healthy. That's it. Absolutely. Thanks for calling in. I hope you feel better. Bye, Patty. Bye, honey. Hi, Azura. Hello. Hi, Julie. How are you, girl? Oh, I just got back from a trip to Costa Rica yesterday. So I'm currently in, back in Boston. Oh, good. How was Costa Rica? Uh, it's good. Also tiring and I'm a, a little bit jet lagged, but I'm very excited to um, have a chance to ask the question that we ran out of time for in our session. Yes, ma'am. Lay it on me. What's your question? <sighs> So I am 42. I've never been married and I lead an unconventional lifestyle. I've been a fully nomadic and living in Bali and Hawaii and and now in a more grounded and rooted place. And I'm wondering if there is anything that's blocking me from attracting an aligned life partner. I feel like I have been attracting men that are not ready for the deep intimacy um, that that I desire. And I'm wanting to break that pattern. I have both ADHD and lead a tantric lifestyle. So I can feel deeply committed, deeply connected and deep intimacy very quickly. And I feel like my pace is kind of different from many other people and that um, have people share with me things they've never shared with anyone before and feel very deeply connected and intimacy very fast. And then it's too much for them and they shut down and run away. And it's very jarring for my system. So I would love for you to clear anything blocking me from finding a life partner. Okay. What I'm getting is for us to do a past life thing. Okay, great. I'm open to whatever feels right. Those are so much fun. Because we never know what we're, we've brought in from a past life because all of our past life experiences affect us in this lifetime, but we're just not cognizant of it. So here's how I do past lives. Is there a, of course, it's different because I'm an entrepreneur, so I have to do it my own way, right? So how I do it is I envision myself in this endless hallway, really tall ceilings, really narrow walls. And on the walls are big square, like 12 inch by 12 inch mirrors. And they're perfectly lined up both vertically and horizontally in columns. As far as the eye can see, off in the distance, they look like specks on the horizon. And some of them I can't even see because it's an endless hallway. So we're going to ask a question and the mirrors that correlate with that question, because every mirror represents a different lifetime. So the mirror that correlates with that question is going to come out from the wall as if it's on a hydraulic arm. And then I'm going to say, show me the one that correlates the most. That one will come out the farthest. And then I'm going to envision myself walking into it and I'll be shown a scene. And we'll figure out where it was, when it was, and how it relates to what you're dealing with in this life. So let's come up with a question to ask. Does Azura have any past lives that are 
affecting her finding a man in this lifetime who will be a life partner. Is that fair? Would you change anything about that question? I would say an aligned mind, body, spirit, heart, sexual, compatible partner. Because I have found a lot of people that choose me that don't feel aligned or the ones that I feel deeply connected to, it doesn't like, then there's that same pattern of it being too intimate for them. Okay. So how, so how do you want to ask the question? What's a, how would you phrase the question? Is there any past life energy blocking Azura from attracting her, her, life partner of mind, body, spirit, heart, sexual alignment? Well, yeah, there's going to be lots of them. So we need to, we need to hone in some. Let's get really concise. Are there any past lives that are affecting Azura finding her life partner who's aligned with her mind, body, spirit in all the ways she wants? Does that work? Perfect. Okay. That sounds great. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. All, right. All right. So are there any past lives affecting Azura in finding a partner, life partner, who is going to be aligned in mind, body, spirit in, in all the ways that she wants? Okay. So I'm in the hallway. There's a bazillion lifetimes that are coming out from the wall. There's many, 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 many. Okay. Show me the one that correlates the most. It's way down on the left side. So I'm running. I see myself jogging down this hallway. It's hilarious. And then I'm in front of the mirror. I'm going in. It's it's kind of in the middle of the wall. It's not on the floor. It's not at the top. It's kind of in the middle. So I see myself walking in to this mirror. It's like I'm walking into a movie scene. All right. The year 1794. I got Bali and and I've asked three times because you just mentioned that you were in Bali, but I got 1794 in Bali. All right. All right. I feel like so, I have had past lives in Bali and there was some heavy karmic energy. So it was a roller coaster there. I agree. I agree. So you're an Islander and you're a man in that lifetime. So you're a man Islander. I can see that you've got a fishing spear your name's Noah, which is interesting. So, yeah. Are, is there British? I haven't ever been to Bali. Is there British influence on Bali? It, it's Dutch, not British. So Dutch. Dutch. Okay. okay. All, All right. right. All right. I knew, I knew it, was it was something from, from Europe. Europe. Okay. okay. So, so I, I get Noah. And what is happening? It, there's something to do with somebody that you loved, fell in love with somebody from a ship from Europe and left with that person on the ship and left you. So why did, how does that correlate with Azura's current lifetime? Because you're afraid that if you do commit with somebody that they're going to leave you for somebody else. Does that resonate? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, just more if we create deep, not even for someone else, but if there's the deep intimacy, then there's the shock to my system of them abruptly closing. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it goes even further than that. It's leaving for somebody else, being betrayed and leaving for somebody else. So, all right. So when we identify where that block's coming from, you know, what happens, it eradicates it. 
because we we come in each lifetime with things that we want to explore and experience. And as we're doing that, our spirit expands because it's the same basic script, Azura. It's just different variables, different time, different gender, obviously, in this life, different nationality, different set of circumstances, same basic script. So we're looking at it from a different perspective each lifetime. I like to use the analogy of Hamlet when I talk about past lives, because you think about how many times has Hamlet been performed since Shakespeare wrote it in 1602? Well, who knows? Certainly the same script, but different time. What was happening in the world? Different location. What language? Who were the actors? Was it inside? Was it outside? Where was it performed? You know, all those different variables are certainly going to create a different experience. And that's what I see with our lifetimes. So once we identify where that block comes in from past lives, that's why I want to see how many past lives are there. There's many, many, many in your case. And what's the one that's the most profoundly affecting you? Interesting, it's Bali. Interesting, you were left for somebody else. And you were left for somebody else far away. It was like you couldn't win them back because you were in Bali and she was going to Europe. Yeah. So so, so there's, there's that. that. Yeah. yeah. The other, the other thing, thing is take, take action. action. You've got to, you know, you've got to put yourself in a position where you can meet people and trust that you're going to be led. Go by your feelings. We tend to intellectualize everything because that's what we've been taught to do. But if you go by your feelings, does this feel neutral or good? Okay, yeah, proceed. Does this feel bad? Use the two-minute rule. Is this going to kill me in the next two minutes? If it's a yes, change the conditions. If it's a no, you know that's a fake fear. I I tend to feel deep intimacy and I can know right away if I can love that person or it doesn't happen at all. So when we had our session, I was connecting with a man from Iran named Ali, which you said was compatible, but now we have parted ways because again, that same pattern as he was not ready for that. Um, Yeah. So it may be that you might want to slow things down a little bit. You know, you might want to, maybe that's your cue to maybe take it a little slower and not be in such a rush to, you know, to be super intimate and compatible with somebody and get to know them a little more. And and maybe maybe it's just too intense for them. So it's kind of like, you know, you're, you're learning to swim. You've never been able to tread water before you go in the shallow end and you tread water and then you learn that and then you learn to take some swim strokes you go into a little bit deeper water and then you go into deeper still so maybe that's the universe and God saying not necessarily in that order hey slow it down a little bit you know this is a marathon not a sprint yes and I tend to be an all or nothing person. So I have moved to countries that I've never traveled to before. That's just like me. So how do I titrate to both the person and stay true to myself and my own pace? And that I am an adventurous person. And when I feel something, I feel it, then I'm just all all in. Yeah. And if I don't 100% feel it, then I'm, I won't even, like, I don't even try so much. Well, maybe that's what your spirit's exploring at this point. 
is figuring out how to how to come in some kind of a middle ground. So schedule another appointment. We'll spend an hour on it. We'll figure out some techniques for you. Okay. And and has that Bali life been cleared? Yes. 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 Okay. Absolutely. Okay. okay. All righty. Thanks, Thanks for calling in. Let, let us, let us you. know what happens. Good, Good luck. luck. Thank you. Have you, like I, been looking for a skincare product that can effectively combat aging and wrinkles and help restore the youthful appearance to our skin that we always are looking for? And for me, I'd like for it to be organic too. Well, I found such a cream. It's called Purity Woods. They have this age-defying dream cream that's an absolute game changer. It's going to make you look and feel like you've jumped back years in time. And it contains this revolutionary formula called maple leaf extract and 25 other unique ingredients that help eliminate fine lines, wrinkles, age spots, and even uneven skin tone. Turn back time on the appearance of your skin with Purity Woods age-defying dream cream. Just go to puritywoods.com forward slash Julie Ryan, or enter code Julie Ryan at checkout for 27% off your first order. That's Purity Woods, P as in Peter, U-R-I-T as in Tim, Y, Woods, W-O-O-D-S dot com, and enter Julie Ryan, no spaces, just Julie and Ryan together for 27% off your first order. We do the show every Thursday night at 8 Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific. Just to join us, all you have to do is go to AskJulieRyanShow.com, AskJulieRyanShow.com. And we post this information on all my socials. Everything's at Ask Julie Ryan. You can find it on YouTube, on uh, Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, wherever. And also on my website, AskJulieRyan.com, you'll find it there as well. And we send out a a reminder the day of the show just to say, hey, here's a question somebody's asked. And oh, by the way, if you want to call in because you have a question, just, you know, go to AskJulieRyanShow.com and you'll join us. A couple of other things. Remember, next week is going to be the first of the month. So leave a review anywhere you download podcasts or watch it on YouTube. And you may be chosen for a free session with me valued at $250. I give one away each month, the first Thursday of every month. So you'll want to tune in next week too, because I announce it on the show. And it's always fun to get to see who wins and and to get to spend an hour with them. I love it. So there's that. Angels and Enlightenment training is online and it's self-paced. AskJulieRyan.com training. Go in, you can find that. And then of course, my in-person next training is going to be in Atlanta in November the 3rd through the 5th. So AskJulieRyan.com, everything you need to know is there. And then you can also schedule an appointment with me. And remember the trick on that, get on my calendar because I'm scheduled out a little bit. Get on my calendar and then on your confirmation email, click the reschedule button periodically and you will see other sooner appointments that open up. People reschedule all the time, multiple times a week. So remember to do that. Everything's at AskJulieRyan.com.
Okay, our question this week is from Deborah, and Deborah lives in Massillon, Ohio. And she says, Hi, Julie. My sister passed away about a month ago. She had severe mental illness and was on oxygen full-time for COPD. I received a call from the nursing home that night, and the nurse told me my sister had unplugged her oxygen and was deceased when they found her. It still haunts me that she died like that. She was schizoaffective, heard voices in her head, and no medication seemed to help her. I'm certain that the voices, she had that in quote, that the voices told her to do it. Please help me understand. Thank you, Deborah. And here's my response. Hi, Deborah. My sincere condolences to you and your family. I understand your feeling of regret that your sister passed from those circumstances. The Mayo Clinic says, Schizoaffective disorder is a mental health disorder that's marked by a combination of schizophrenia symptoms, such as hallucinations or delusions, and mood disorder symptoms, such as depression or mania. I didn't know what that was, so I had to look it up myself. I thought, I'll look it up for me and I'll look it up for you. I went on to say, it's been my experience, our spirit decides when, where, how, and who's with us when we die. Although she was in a care facility, nothing and no one could have prevented her passing. Nothing and nobody could have prevented her passing, Deborah. So guilt, yeah, no reason for it because we all decide when we go, where we go, how we go, who's with us or not. To illustrate that concept, think of people who get shot. Not all of them die. We think the shooter's the murderer, and they are, but the victim's spirit is the one who decides whether to transition or not. Furthermore, medical providers that work in the ICU, ER, palliative care, and hospice, along with funeral directors, rabbis, and pastors, have all have endless stories about how people waited for others to arrive or leave before dying. We all have heard stories about Oh, we sat with grandma for three weeks and it was Aunt Susie's time to be on duty. She got up to get a cup of coffee. She left the room. She was gone for three minutes and grandma passed while Aunt Susie was out of the room. And we want to go, grandma, what the heck? We all decide. These experiences all validate the concept of our spirits being in control. Having said all that, the way in which your sister passed won't ever make sense to you, so please focus on the spiritual side of what happened when she died. She was surrounded by angels and the spirits of deceased loved ones and pets. My book, Angelic Attendance, What Really Happens As We Transition from This Life into the Next, describes this series of events we all experience in the days, weeks, and months before we die. In addition, university-based research validates this concept because it shows 90% of people, 90% report seeing the spirits of deceased loved ones and pets at the end of their lives. Your sister was done experiencing all she came to learn in this life and was ready to go to heaven where she's now happy, healthy, and whole. Hope this helps comfort you. So, Deborah. God love you, God bless you, and God bless your sister. She is in great shape in heaven. You can talk to her anytime you want. Just say something in your head. She's gonna answer you fast as you can snap your fingers. It's gonna feel like it's a thought in your head. 
And you'll know that that's coming from her when she answers you immediately or even before you have the thought out all the way. So give it a try. And thanks for submitting that question. If you want to submit a question, just ask julieryan.com. Submit a question and yours may be chosen to be answered on the air. So please do that. Let's see who our next caller is. Katie's our next caller. Hi, Katie, girl. I'm well. Katie's a graduate of my angelic attendant training. What a treat. What a nice surprise. How are you, girl? Yeah, full disclosure, anyone and everyone who's listening, I highly, highly recommend Julie's training. And I can't wait to see you in Atlanta. I will be there. Oh, you're coming? Yes. Hot dog. I love it. We're gonna we're gonna have we're gonna have a blast. We're gonna have some graduates there to help. So, oh my gosh, this is the first time hearing this. So make my day, girl. Please tell everybody where you are. Please tell everybody where you are. So I am calling from just outside of Austin, Texas. All righty. You got a question for me? I do. I actually um, am calling on behalf of a, a dear friend of mine who could not make it on your show today. I've told all about it. She's been listening, uh, listening in. And um, so she has... Uh, been wanting to get pregnant for quite a while. And she has done one round of IVF, got pregnant and then miscarried seven weeks later. So she took some time, traveled to Europe, kind of to get her head together. And um, she wants to do another round of IVF. My intuition is telling me that she will be pregnant before that round. But I was wondering, and and I spoke with her about this, told her I'd be talking to you, that if you could do a medical scan for her and see if you see any babies out there for her. Yeah. Her name is Sarah, and she is in L.A. Okay, she's in L.A., and her name's Sarah? Mm Mm-hmm. Sarah, okay. Yeah. All right. How old is Sarah? Ooh. Uh, You know what? I don't even know that question. I want to say early 30s. Okay. All right. I saw today that Naomi Campbell had just delivered a baby at 52. Good for her. Modern miracle. Yeah. Okay. All right. So what I'm going to do, Katie, is I'm going to connect into you. You know how this works. But for those of those who are listening, their benefit, I'm going to connect into Katie in Austin and then from Katie to Sarah in LA. I was just there, Katie. I could have scanned her when I was there. But anyway. I know. So here we go. Here comes my laser beam from sweet home, Alabama. Heading to you in Texas. Got you. All right. Heading west. Got Sarah. Sarah, I'm talking to Katie. She wants me to scan you energetically to see if there are babies present. And I would like to check your girly parts. Is that okay? She goes, sure. Like that. Okay. Two babies energies are above her right shoulder. They look like little orbs and uh, attach the mom's energy field. They are not a multiple birth. They're spread out. Think of landing at night in a plane. The landing lights are on the plane and they're up in the sky and they're stacked off in the distance. LA is great for that. I love seeing that in LA. I just saw it last week or the last few days where they're off in the distance and they're waiting for clearance to land. So there are two babies there. All right, here we go. Going inside. Uh, 
Ovaries look a little dicey. Let's let's do an ovary uh, transplant. How about that? On the left side, Katie. So you know how to do this. Envision this with me. We'll we'll tag team her. So imagine there's a template for the ovary that we're going to generate. Stem cell energy is going into it. Think of a jello mold or a plastic mold. Stem cell energy, light amber color gel, sparkles in it, reminds me of dippity-doo, watery consistency. That's filling, all right? And so we're clamping off the all the plumbing of that ovary, removing the current ovary, putting the new one in place. The cool thing about this is that it's all her DNA and she has all new eggs. Eggs look like blonde caviar to me. <laughs> You know, my analogies are hilarious at times, but you get the gist. And they're intended to give us a visual. All right. Plumbing getting hooked back up. Okay, let's go to the right one. Same thing. Okay, template for the ovary coming in. Stem cell energy generating new ovary. There's a little vortex that spins above that template or the mold, if you will. Okay, plumbing getting clamped off, old ovary removed, new ovary going in, putting all the plumbing back together. Okay, two corkscrews spinning through her fallopian tubes. We're just rotorootering those. The little, I think they're called philia, Katie. The, they're these little like feathery things at the end of the fallopian tubes that grab the egg once the woman ovulates. Stem cell energy is getting put on those just to elongate them. She, she's going to have the She's going to have the girly parts of a 15-year-old here by the time we're done with her. All right, going in. Has she had fibroids? I'm seeing a couple of fibroids. I don't know the answer to that. Okay, all right. I'm seeing a couple of fibroids, so I'm taking those out. Got those coming out. Okay, all right. I, I believe she'll conceive. Will she need IVF to help her conceive? I get one yes, one no. Interesting. So, by the way, when I I watch ovaries get regenerated fairly frequently, because I work with a lot of women with infertility issues, two of them have gotten pregnant. One's had her baby already. The other one's about to have her baby when we watch new ovaries get generated. So, I was like, okay, bring it on. So, I hope that helps. Is that what you were getting, that there was something going on with her ovaries? I did. Um I think I think we we've talked a lot about just being in that state of wanting and letting go of that state and allowing that to occur. Um, and she's she's very very open to it. She's amazing. Um, I just think that that per first time wasn't wasn't the right time, and that baby needed to have its own journey and its own soul soul contract. And um, the next ones will come along. I I thoroughly believe it that. It will happen for her. I agree. And there's a book I can recommend to Katie you may want to share with her. And it's called The Better Baby Book. The Better Baby Book by Dave Asprey and Lana Asprey, MD. And it will help her get her body in really good shape to help her get pregnant. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you so much, Julie. I'll make sure that she knows. Okay. Thanks for calling in. What a nice surprise. Love you. I love you. Wow. See you in Atlanta. Okay. 
Oh, thank God. Got it. Robert? Hi, Robert. Hi. Can you hear me now? I can. How are you doing? Good, good. I'm doing fine. Thanks. Terrific. Um, Please tell everybody where you're located. I'm uh, in Seattle, Washington. All right. How are things up there? Just fine. Everything's pretty good, really. Well, good. You got a question for me? Yes. I'm calling for my dog, Annabelle. And I'm yeah. called. Tell everybody what kind of dog she is. She's a Yorkshire Terrier. She's a Yorkie. Okay. She has a. What's going on, a, the What's going on with Annabelle? Annabelle? She's 10. Okay. And uh, the vet says she's got a swollen heart and her trachea is getting them bent a little bit so it's not as big as it should be. So when she runs for a little bit, then she has trouble breathing. And you and I came here before, and you cleaned out her trachea, and it helped. So I was hoping you could do it again. <laughs> sure, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Okay, and and she is your wife's pride and joy. I know. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I okay. love her too. So. And you love her too. Okay, here we go. So I'm going to connect to you and from you to Annabelle. All right, got you, Annabelle. I don't ask her permission. Animals, I just work on them. I ask humans permission, but I don't ask animals. Yeah. So rotor rootering out again. Imagine there's a spiral, like a corkscrew that's doing that. I'm watching, I, I don't remember much about the healing before. I didn't even remember. I, I, I remember you talking about Annabelle, but I don't remember what we did with her. But I'm watching kind of like a, um, think of a, oh, it reminds me of like a PVC pipe, like a piece of PVC pipe that's going in and it's going to keep her trach open. And what it's doing is it's not PVC. You know, it's just an example. So we can have a visual to try and envision it. But it's integrating into her, the sides of her trach, trachea, so that it'll keep it open. Oh, you're kidding. Oh, that's great. So I'm watching that. And then let's see what's going on. So she's just, she's not getting enough oxygen. Is that why she has a swollen heart? Yes, she has a swollen heart. And it's, Pressing against the trachea. Okay. All right. So, so what's going on with the heart? I get not enough oxygen, so she's having to work really hard. So once the trachea opened up, Robert, her heart went back to a normal size. Really? Yeah. Okay. Good. So I think it's lack of oxygen. So hopefully that will help. Excellent. Oh. And she kind of prances, doesn't she, when she runs? She kind of... Oh, she kind she of prances a little bit. Yes, she does. She is a she is a love. We just love her to death. She is. Oh, oh, good. All right. Well, give her a hug from me. I will. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks for calling. Okay. You okay. take care. You too. <laughs> All right. So here's one of the things that happened on on our trip to L.A. We were in Atlanta, of course, you know, if you're flying south, even if you're going to hell, you got to go through Atlanta, <laughs> Delta, right? So we're in at the Atlanta airport. We've flown over there from Birmingham, Tim and I, and we're getting ready. We're on the, we're getting ready. I guess we were in the gate 
and we're getting ready to go to LA on a nonstop. Well, this big old storm comes through, lightning. There, there was so much rain on the tarmac. There were white caps. It was like the water was blowing so much. It looked like white caps on the ocean. So they delayed the flight an hour. So we get in the plane and we're ready to take off. And we're thinking, you know, we pull back from the gate and I get a text from my brother in Chicago, my brother, John, in Chicago. And y'all know that my late sister, Joan, who died in 2010, my little sister, our family's sign for her, my two brothers and I, is a rainbow. So my brother, John, and his wife, Gail, were going out to dinner and they were talking about Joan and they parked in the parking lot and a rainbow appeared in the sky. So he was texting my other brother, Jay, and I that they were talking about Joan and here's this rainbow. Well, I promise you, I look out the window, there's a rainbow that I'm seeing right outside the window in Atlanta at the identical time that John and Kayla are seeing it in Chicago. So my sister Joan from heaven gave them a rainbow in Chicago and she gave us a rainbow in Atlanta, just letting us know that she was there and she was thinking about us and watching over us. So I thought that was really remarkable. So stay tuned because I have another even more amazing story than that about our trip to LA. Hi, Susan. Hi. Hi, Julie. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. I'm Good. so Where are you? I'm in uh, the suburbs around San Francisco Bay Area. Okay. Terrific. Well, you got a question for me? I do. Um, it's more of a health issue that I've been uh, dealing with for the past eight years. So it's just kind of ongoing. It started eight years ago. And it started with um, a thymic tumor, um, myasthenia, gravis. You know, that's how they diagnosed it. And then they did an incomplete surgery. And then um, two years later, had needed chemo, radiation. And uh, I think two years after that, there was a, a DCIS on my right breast. And then the year after that, a, a lung nodule probably from the thymic tumor on my right lung. And then last this early this year on my left lung. So I've had multiple surgeries and I'm just wondering, <laughs> I have PTSD <laughs> whenever I do my scans. And I'm just curious as to whether it's done or is there some past life stuff going on or, you know, what the future holds. I mean, I'm feeling great. I'm eating really good. I'm on a ketogenic diet. I exercise. I work with an integrative oncologist um, and uh, keep my stress low. But lots of supplements, not really on any medication other than thyroid medication. Um, some autoimmune issues, but they're not really symptomatic. You know, so I'm really in a good place, but it's just this lingering thing that's always there and i'm just wondering yeah. what it is that's going on yeah absolutely you look wonderful i would never know in a million years that you you'd been through all of that you look terrific so kudos to you girl you look amazing and your pooch is really cute too what's her name or his name his name is bailey bailey he's darling what's what kind of dog is he I think he's 
he's a, I think he's a Maltese. I can't tell. No one can tell. <laughs> we found him on a, a neighborhood. A neighbor found them while he was walking. While they were walking their dog, and and he was huddled underneath the bench. It was wet and dirty, and and um, they kind of put out a notice if, if anyone lost a dog, and no one responded. So my daughter and I, we were looking for for quite a while, and um, we just said, okay, well, well, uh, no one claims him, we'll take him. So we're not exactly sure what he is. Yeah. Oh, he's darling. Well, I'm sure he's so grateful that you rescued him. I'm- Literally rescued him. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm being led to do a DNA healing on you. May I do that? Okay. So imagine that an X chromosome is there and there are strands of DNA that come out of the chromosome. And they look like pieces of paper you'd see inside a fortune cookie with the fortune written on them. And DNA is comprised of four nucleic acids. DNA is the recipe that tells the cells how to behave. It's comprised of four nucleic acids, and it's represented by four letters, A-T-C-G. One strand can have 100,000 letters, can have a billion letters on it. I'm watching those letters get rearranged. There are seven strands that have come out of that X chromosome. You know, everybody has an X. Boys have an X and a Y. Girls have two Xs. So I'm watching those get rearranged. Once they are reconfigured, they snap back into the X chromosome and then they're going to go back into your body. So it reminds me, Susan, of playing Scrabble in warp speed. Have you ever played Scrabble? Yes. Where you move a letter up and over to form a word? That's what this looks like to me. So that's what I'm watching. Okay, three have already reconfigured. Let's do the remaining four. And then we'll do a lymph cleanse and we'll do a lymph node healing on you as well and a heavy metal detox. Those are all coming. So two more strands to go, one more strand. Okay, those are back in. Imagine all of your lymph fluid has gone into a pneumatic tube that's on the in the, in the front of your body, inside your body, but it's on the front of your body. It reminds me of those tubes that they have at the drive-through at the bank that you put the container in and it sucks all the sucks the container up into the building, you know, in the drive-through. And there's a hole that's open on the bottom of each foot. So that lymph fluid, which is kind of an amber colored, Susan, and it's kind of globby, reminds me of the fluid inside a lava lamp. You can imagine that. It's spinning really fast. And then any any toxins or cancer cells or whatever that don't need to be in there come out through these holes in the bottom of your feet. And we all have cancer cells. We just want a robust immune system to keep them at bay, to keep them from doing any kind of damage. So while that lymph cleanse is happening, there's a big metal dome that's come down on top of your body. (laughs) It looks like something out of a Spider-Man movie. (laughs) And it sucks all the lymph nodes out of your body that have sequestered toxins. Lymph nodes look like little D3 capsules to me, Susan. And they, when they have toxins in them, they can look brown or black on the inside. So this metal dome sucks all of them out of your body and then you're sprinkled with stem cell energy and what it does is it regenerates new lymph nodes wherever the ones that were toxic were taken out and now there's a vortex above your head beneath your feet on either side of you, front and behind, all spinning concurrently. 
So we got that. In the meantime, two big U-shaped magnets are on either side of you. They go up and down your body. They pull out metallic particulates. They turn a quarter of a turn till they get all the way around your body. Okay, they're done. There's irrigation happening to get any kind of remaining dust out. You're get, you're getting a full you're getting a full healing here, girl. You're getting a full Monty on this. And and we're layer we're layering them. So they're all happening all simultaneously. When I watch them happen simultaneously, Susan, it's so interesting because did you ever have a transparency, like an overhead projector used when you were in school where they'd have a transparency on the projector and then maybe they'd put another transparency on top of it? Like if, let's say it was the human form and then they put like the vascular system on top of it and then they'd put the skeletal system on top and whatever. That's what it reminds me of is just layered healings. So... You are lit up like the North Star, my girl. So this will help a lot. Consider doing a a full hour appointment with me and then we can do a deep dive and we can do the past life stuff and all all the other stuff and we'll we'll be able to really figure out what's going on. But this will be a really good start for you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You are most welcome. (laughs) Say that again. You feel what? My leg's vibrating right now. A little tingly? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. So you're feeling the energy healing that's happening. And the healing happens on the energetic level and that it's going to integrate into your body. And that can happen instantly. It can take days, weeks, months, may need some kind of complementary care, like what you're doing, exercising, eating well, that kind of thing. And so it's interesting because all of these analogies of these images that I get in my head, the reason I'm so descriptive with them, Susan, is if you can envision what I'm seeing in my mind's eye, it's going to help integrate the healing into your body because the body always follows what the brain shows it. And I've learned recently that all these symbols, what they do is they bypass our conscious brain and go into our subconscious mind. And then that helps promote the healing even faster. So keep us posted on how you're doing. And I'd love to have a whole hour with you and we'll do a deep dive and see what we can, see what other kind of healings we can do. Sure, sure. I'll book that. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. You bet. Take care. Thank you. So here's the second really magical thing that happened on our trip to LA. As I mentioned, they had the Atlanta airport closed down. And so we're on the plane and we're 20th or 20 something lined up waiting to take off because all these planes were backed up when the airport was closed down. So I sent our son Jonathan a text and I said, we need a little heavenly help from Uncle Regis to cut in line so we can get out of here and head towards you. And the story with Uncle Regis, my late sister's late, her husband died a couple of years ago. So they're both, you know, having a ball in heaven together. Uncle Regis was famous for cutting into lines. And our one of our favorite family stories is Uncle Regis took all the boys, my Jonathan and my nephews, when they were little, to see some movie. And it was a really long line, and he cut in line. <laughs> and some guy said to him, hey, great example you're setting for your kids, cutting in line. And he said, they're my, not my kids. I don't care. So we all laugh about that. So I said, we need some help from Uncle Regis to cut in line with all these jets. I promise you. Within five minutes, the captain comes on the loudspeaker 
And he says, they're moving us to the other side of the airport so we can be on a different run- runway. Takes five minutes. We go on the other side of the airport and we're in the air immediately. We don't wait in line. We're not 20-something ready to take off. So Uncle Regis from heaven cut us in line in this big, huge jumbo jet, and we headed to L.A. So that is going to be a story for the books in the Ryan family. And I just thought that was a magical moment. Hi, Melissa. Julie, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Good. Where are you? Ogden, Utah. Okay, terrific. Got a question for me? Yeah, I was wanting to ask you if maybe you could contact if any of my spirit guides um, or any of my family or guides on the other side. Um, for probably about the last 10 or 15 years, um, I keep having spiritual interactions. Um, sometimes it's a voice. Sometimes it's a vision. Sometimes it's somebody from the other side contacting me usually is through books, things that I'm reading, um, but they just come out of nowhere. And I've been trying and reading and working with some different teachers to try to be able to focus it um, to where I can cause it rather than it just being out of nowhere. So um, maybe if you could ask them if what I think that I'm perceiving is real, um, seems to be, I I can't imagine there's that many coincidences that specific. Um, And if there's anything that I can do um, to, try to hone it in and and I keep trying other things that other people try that I read in books and stuff and none of that seems to be working for me. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, it's real. I got a big yes when you ask that question. And it's that first thing you hear me say, Melissa, it's that first thing, as soon as you can snap your fingers or before that comes into your head. Uh, Yeah, the suggestions are take one of my, one or both of my trainings, the Angels and Enlightenment training that's online that self-paced, that's a really good place to start because you learn to communicate with spirit. And then we have our practice groups. We've got practice groups throughout the week. And that's the key is when you practice it and you have somebody validate what you're getting, then you learn to trust it. The more you trust it, the easier it becomes. And then you're just doing it second, you know, just like second nature comes in really easily. So there's that. It's what I find with the trainings that I do is it's a transfer of energy from me to my students. Not so much about technique, it's about a transfer of energy because we can do techniques all day long, but if we're in a low vibration, what's the point? Spirit doesn't communicate on the I feel crappy channels. You gotta be in a high vibration. And so that's part of what I teach and and it's it's 10% technique, it's 90% transfer of energy. And I know that sounds really sounds really woo-woo and it is, but it works great. Okay. And that that transfer energy happens in the online class as well. It does. In the online class, it happens when you listen to my show. I have people say all the time I can be in a bad mood and I turn on your show and I don't really even pay attention to what's being said, but I just feel better. It's because my vibe is raised so high so that it comes through, whether it's live or whether it's taped, it doesn't matter because time doesn't exist in the spirit world. Time's a human creation. So, you know, time is totally irrelevant in the spirit world, which I think is really cool that we get the same benefit if it's something that's been uh, 
you know, recorded long ago. It, it's kind of like watching a movie. You, you can watch Gone with the Wind that was recorded in, what, the 30s, I think, the 1930s. And I, I can watch that and I feel happy and I feel sad and I cry and I feel all these different emotions. And I'm watching it in this time, but it was recorded decades. Well, like what, 70 years ago, 80 years ago, something like that. So, yeah, absolutely. Is there somebody in particular that you want to talk to real quickly? Um, well, yeah, if possible, a very, very beloved friend of ours. Um, my husband and I uh, committed suicide last month. Um, oh, and I would like sorry. to know he's okay. And if he, I keep trying to get signs for my husband because it was his very best friend. But I keep getting the signs that I ask for. So I feel like I can't ask for the signs for my husband. Is there anything sure wants to share with us that my husband can yeah, sure you, sure you can ask for your husband absolutely what's his name melissa sean sean albretson sean okay so as soon as we think of them they come right in our heads are like big satellite dishes they receive and they transmit frequencies every spirit has a frequency they keep throughout all of their lifetimes so in order to get in touch with somebody you just think of them and they immediately come in so sean do you have, what's your husband's name? Shane. James? Shane. Shane. Sean and Shane. Sounds like a singing group. <laughs> Sean and Shane. Performing tonight at the Palladium Theater. No, I'm kidding. All right. So, Sean, do you have anything that Melissa can tell her husband, Shane, as far as something? What came in when you first started talking about it was a feather, but he, he's saying any kind of feather because I asked him while you were talking. I said, well, like a specific color. So he's saying yellow now. Okay, well, that's pretty random. Okay, random yellow feathers. He's saying really any feather but a yellow feather. Look for a yellow feather, whether it's in person, whether it's an ad, whether it's on a TV show, whether it's a piece of jewelry on somebody's shirt, whatever. Be open. When spirit tells us, look for something, we have in our mind, okay, well, I'm going to find a yellow feather on the sidewalk as I'm walking the dog. Nah, maybe yes, expand where you're going to see the yellow feather. So he's saying, teach, teach Shane that. Be open to how it appears with that. I had one of my favorite stories. I had a a client who had just lost her husband and she said, I really need a sign from him. And he said, look for the peacock. And she said, I live in Boston. They don't have peacocks here. Maybe at the zoo. And I said, I, I'm just the messenger. He said, look for the peacock. She emailed me back and she said, I got off the phone with you. I went to my Facebook page and the first thing that popped up was this picture of this giant, beautiful peacock. And I said, well, there you go. So yellow feather is what he's saying. Let us know if you, if let us know when Shane sees it. Okay, thank you. Okay, you bet. Hi, Kathleen. Hello. How you doing? Just fine. How are you? Terrific. Where are you? <laughs> I'm in Florida. Okay. Well, you got a question for me? I do. I was hoping to squeeze in um, for my dog, Toby. Yeah. 
What's going on with Toby? What kind is he? He's a hound. Okay. A hound like a like a hunting hound or like a basset hound or what? Uh, just a hound. We had gotten him um, when he was about one. Long story short, there was a sign at a gas station saying found beagle. So I called. I said, this is not my beagle, but I had one before. So if you don't find the owner, I would be interested. So my husband and I went to see him and no, it wasn't a beagle, but he's like a mid-sized hound dog. And he jumped up, looked into my husband's eyes. And I said, well, we got to take him home. So we've had him. He's about 15. So we've had him. Um, his oh, whole life. Long, yeah. long. He had a microchip and the vet um, contacted the former owner and they said, oh, we got our son another dog, so we don't want him. Said, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So he's been ours. He was supposed to be with you. That's what was going on there. I think so. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, what's going on with Toby? Well, I just want to know real quickly, like I said, he's 15. He he should have been a professional. He's su- he's got such a great nose. Um, he's a great dog, but obviously, as he's aging, um, we're noticing he's better off being outside. We've got a couple acres, so we try to keep him out as much as possible. But I think a little bit of dementia sinking in, and then sometimes he'll have a hard time getting up. So all we're doing right now, we've got him on hyaluronic acid HA. It seems to be helping him, but. I just want to know if he could tell us or if you could tell us what else could or should we be doing for him and his quality of life? Because he's a sweetheart and I can't read his mind. (laughs) Well, that's great, though, that he's 15. I mean, obviously, you've been doing a lot of things right with that. Okay, so I'm connecting into you. Where in Florida are you? Um, Like the upper central area. Okay. Ocala? We are just Kinda north area. of Ocala. Okay, that's what I'm getting is Ocala. So that's why I was asking. <laughs> just you know, north of Ocala. Yep. Yeah, okay. All right. So got you, got Toby. Toby's spirit's in his body. He's not dying. Toby, what's going on with those back hips? He said they just need a lube job. Okay, let's give him a lube job. So what I'm watching is I'm watching some stem cell energy get put into his back hips. There he is. See, he's talking to us. Yeah, yeah. Light amber colored gel, sparkles in it. Reminds me of Dippity Doo hair gel back in the 60s and 70s. Do you remember that stuff? Are you young enough to remember Dippity Doo? Is that hilarious? You probably haven't thought of that stuff in 50 years, right? (laughs) I know. Okay, so getting that, I'm watching, this is so funny, I'm watching Kathleen, his, it's like he's standing on three legs and I'm watching his back right leg get get moved back and forth, kind of like you grease a, a joint, like a, a hinge, and then you move it back and forth so that the oil, WD-40 or whatever goes in. All right, now he's standing on his right back leg. I'm watching his left back leg get, moved back and forth just to get that going. Okay, now there's there's stem cell energy going in both the right one, the right front and the left front as well. Kind of reminds me of a scene from the Wizard of Oz when the Tin Man's getting his oil. You know, Dorothy's giving him some oil on his different joints. It reminds me of that. Okay, all right. <laughs> I see him. He's standing on all fours and he's wiggling his butt back and forth. He's like moving those hips back and forth. Like he's wiggling. 
Okay. Does he look like he chases something and there's nothing there when he gets outside? Does he look like he's he's running after something, but then there really isn't anything there? Well, kind of. He does that, like in the house, he'll be not running, but walking. That's why I'm suspecting a little dementia. And he's kind of losing his balance, but then it's better off keeping him out and active. So we let him be out and around as much as possible. So yeah, sort of. Yeah, that's what I'm watching. Yeah, I do. I do agree with the dementia thing. So I'm in his brain now. What I'm doing is clearing out the scar tissue in there. That's what I see dementia looks like. It look brain brain matter looks like thick cooked oatmeal to me, Kathleen. And scar tissue kind of looks like in the brain looks like uh, cartilage in a chicken breast with the bone in that white flexible stuff that's in there. And so I'm scooping that out, putting stem cell energy in there, vortex spinning above his head. There was a vortex spinning above all of those joints where the stem cell energy went in. So getting his neural pathways lit up. I, he he's going to be around for a while. I think you're going to have him for a while. Great. Yeah. I should have told you, oh. we did just ask the vet to um, prescribe a little something. Maybe it was the right thing, maybe not. But they did um, prescribe a low dose of trazodone. So just to take the edge. I mean, I'm familiar with that with people, but um, do you think that's a good thing? Basically, just to deal with maybe a little anxiety i just i didn't know if i was second guessing myself or are we is there more we can give him vitamins supplement anything anything else we can do to help him i get a yes on the trazodone which surprises me i didn't expect to get a yes but i got a yes on that the the thing that i'm getting is be sure that he's really well hydrated so be sure that you've got water out drinking a lot so that may be from the medicine making him extra thirsty and it's hot and it's summertime and you're in Florida for heaven's sake. So what I'm getting is for him to be really well hydrated. Do you have a pool? Does he get in the water? No, I give him occasional baths, but um, okay. we have a hot tub we don't use. It's got water in it. <laughs> I don't know how he'd feel okay. about that because he's kind of unsteady. I don't know. I don't know if he would like that or not. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm seeing him go into water. So maybe it, it, maybe it's your hot tub and you just don't turn the heat on and then it's just regular temperature water like in a pool. Oh, for him to exercise? Or? Well, for him, not only for him to exercise, but just cool off. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you may have to go in there with him the first few times, but that's what I'm getting on that. So hope that helps. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for calling. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. That's it for this week. Sending you lots of love from Sweet Home, Alabama. Mwah. See you next time. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to follow Julie on Instagram and YouTube at Ask Julie Ryan. And like her on Facebook at Ask Julie Ryan. To schedule an appointment or submit a question, please visit AskJulieRyan.com. This show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be medical, psychological, financial, or legal advice. Please contact a licensed professional. The Ask Julie Ryan Show, Julie Ryan and all parties involved in producing, recording, and distributing it assume no responsibility for listeners' actions based on any information heard on this or any Ask Julie Ryan shows or podcasts.